Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the you scored 20 runs in the last two days edition of Sarah Sox. I'm Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen with me, my son and West Coast correspondent Will. Uh, as the White Sox did indeed score 20 runs in two games that were completely different offensively. One was a homer barrage. And the one I, I worked the game, they were recording this Friday afternoon before they go to Oakland and hopefully went three in a row. Um, but I worked the game. On, on Thursday afternoon, and it was and it was all singles. Adam uh, uh, Andrew Vaughn got a triple credited in the in the ninth inning, which would not have been credited anywhere else except where you had a home official scorer for the Angels, and it was Mike Trout because it was a single and a Mike Trout two base error. But but everything else was a single leading up to the ninth inning, and late in the ninth inning. And a lot of it was luck. Uh, Tim hit a real hard one, which was good. He, he got a bloop single for his first hit in about, I don't know, five years. Yeah. Uh, but but that kind of broke the ice. And the next time up was a really hard shot through the hole. So maybe maybe he's got a little something to turn around. But most of them were not hard hit. What they were, uh, for a lot of the time, was finding the gap on the right side. It was all right-handed hitters, left-handed pitcher. Every batter was hitting right-handed. And all the hits were going He'd say, wouldn't you move your second baseman over there? Because is first baseman has to hold the guy at first. It was always first and third, first and third, first and third. So he's got to be close to first. Second baseman's playing as far as you can go and obey the rules on shift. And everybody's just, I mean, there, there, were, there were 
60 mile an hour ground balls only in the right field. Well, I'll I'll say this in my uh, in my softball league here, we once played a game in our first season when we were truly terrible, uh, where none of us noticed until the sixth inning that the team wasn't playing a second baseman. <laughs> they only had nine guys and elected not to have a second baseman. Uh, myself included, did not notice this until the sixth. Uh, so I decided to bat left-handed in the sixth, and believe it or not, ground ball to second base. Nobody there to catch it. Uh, we were already down by fifteen or something. But uh, I, I credit the White Sox for taking better advantage of of that than we did. You would think the Angels would have picked up on it uh, and realized. And, what and was you got to credit on. the hitters. I mean, they weren't hard hit balls, yeah. but but. You know, stocks strike out a lot. They strike out 16 times in that game after they scored their, had their six run inning. <laughs> they didn't strike out that inning. Maybe the, maybe the pitcher was pitching very badly, uh, but they put the bat on the ball. As we, you've been coached in baseball. I have co- been coached and coached baseball. And what do you always say? When you put the ball in play, Good things can happen. Yeah, <laughs> we put the ball in play, and good things happened one after another after another. It was great. Anyhow, that brings the record to thirty six and forty seven. Only eleven under uh, five hundred, but <laughs> undefeated, undefeated in the second half of the season. Two and zero oh now. Oh, okay. We're, we're eighty two and eighty three. Great. Okay. I was like, well, we haven't quite had the all-star break, but no, I mean, uh, and they cannot be over 500 for the all-star break. Cause there are only nine games left, even though three of them are with Oakland, three of them are also with Toronto. Yes. We, we are at least tied for the best record in the second half of the season. We are at least tied. Nobody can be better. Good place to be. Only four and a half games out Cleveland today. They were here. Cubs slaughtered them 10 to one. You lose to the Cubs ten to one, you're really bad. And it turns out, like this division, <laughs> it's you know, of, of all of the AL Central is in the bottom nine in baseball and on base percentage. Wow, all five teams, it's it's just I right. think, anyhow. I, I think we can retire your joke of triple AL Central and make them the, the double, double AL Central. Double AL Central, yeah. it, it may be. Um, yeah. Think about how infuriating it's got to be to be in the West or the East right now. It, oh, it's yeah. got to just be every day. We're, we're in dead last place, and we would own that division by 50 Yeah, games. absolutely. <laughs> we're we're going to send a team that might be 500 to the playoffs. Might be 500. I, I doubt it. Dakota now has the White Sox at 75 and 87. Um. That's a playoff still, record, baby. <laughs> still, still has both Minnesota and Cleveland over five hundred. Uh, That's ridiculous. Five thirty-eight. This is sad. This is sad for us. We've always liked to go to what five thirty-eight's projections were. No more. No more five thirty-eight projections. Really? Five thirty-eight has been made a part of ABC News by Disney, which which bought them. Okay. And continued doing these projections for a little while but nate silver who quit because of all the layoffs that disney was doing and right. hence abc was what's happening to abc he got disgusted and he quit he owns the algorithm it turns out it's his personal ownership oh. of the algorithm they can't have it so no more baseball projections of any kind because nate owns them 
So next year, uh, or in the fall, especially with the rider strike, we're going to see Nate Silver on Shark Tank. And he's going to be saying, I've got this idea for this company, 539. And, <laughs> yep. and Mr. Wonderful is going to say, well, I mean, it's a good idea in theory, but only if you own the algorithm. And he's going to say, I own the algorithm. Five sharks are going to be in on that one. <laughs> yep. And he'll have it. Oh, I, before before we leave, the Cleveland lost to the Cubs 10-1 today. They didn't score until the ninth, incidentally. Nick Madrigal went 2 for 4 Nick Madrigal is hitting 281. We both wow. liked Nick Madrigal before he kind of sort of Nick fell apart. Madrigal should be hitting 281. He should be hitting 381. Wait, he's, what's his purpose if he's not hitting for average? No offense, Nick. I do like you a lot. But but early in the season, he was hitting you know, 220, 230. Also doing well, incidentally, in the ex-White Sox, uh, Jose Abreu is starting to hit very well. He was Well, starting to. Starting horrible. to. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been pretty abysmal. Um, oh, he was absolutely horrible for the first two months. Yeah, he's but, he's started picking it up, and, and some of that at the expense of the Dodgers. But uh, here in L.A., I went to some of those games, which I'll, t- I'll talk about briefly. I went to two of the three Astros-Dodgers games. Uh, the booing, very much alive and well. The anti-Astro booing is unbelievable. And it's only going to two guys. So the Dodgers fans do read up on this, kind of. It only goes to Altuve, who then sat on Sunday because I think they thought it was getting to him. And Scott Boris was sitting in the front row. And then Alex Bregman. Bregman, I mean, it, you, you know, we're in, we're in earthquake territory here. I would think <laughs> if you lived within five miles of Chavez Ravine, when those guys came up to bat, you thought it was, you thought it was a, 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 at least a five on the Richter scale. I've never heard anything like that. But I will say this as well. Uh, we honored the 1981 infield before the Friday game at Dodger Stadium, and the crowd gave Dusty Baker a huge ovation. So it was right, of course, of course. But it was just it. It was nice to see Dusty get the ovation he deserves. And honestly, no one else on that team was really even involved. Kyle Tucker was kind of a major leaguer at that point. Uh, but yes, the the booing is alive and well. So I, I'm sure it is in other ballparks as well. But they they have a particular bad taste for them in in L A. Yeah, but you know, I keep coming back to this. Those Astros, and I don't offend. I, I, they did something that I think most teams would do, but they just did it so stupidly and, and brazenly that they deserve problems for it. But you know, they were a better team on the road. They had a higher batting average. They scored more runs per game. They had more home runs, et cetera, on the road. And you want to know why? In the World Series, they won two games in L.A. It's true, but guess what? There's a lot of trash cans in that ballpark in L.A. <laughs> There's a lot. I was walking around taking note. I was like, they could be using any one of these. Oh, speaking of trash. Any one of these. Right. This is, sorry, folks, but this is a Will's softball team. That's right. Those Thursday nights are called the Trash Pandas. That's Last right. night's, yesterday afternoon's game, somebody on the Angels was brought up from the Trash Pandas. And I know this because uh, Steve and, and, and Jason got it, got into this long discussion about Trash Pandas. What the heck's a Trash Panda? And they looked it up and found out it's a raccoon and all, all that kind of stuff. But so Trash Pandas are now famous, at least within the very small realm of people who watch Chicago White Sox television games 
Oh, they sure are. Yeah, they are. They're an Angels minor league team. Um, it is not us. We are not the Angels <laughs> minor league team. If it was, I would be texting Shohei Otani right now saying, get out, man. The farm system is looking weak. There's no future in Anaheim, dude. Uh, no, but thank you for bringing it up. We did have an incredible first win to start our season, really the way you, you want to get going, which I knew is why you, you brought that up. So I can oh, talk, about, try to be talk about how good my softball team is. Um, but back to the AA Central. Um, we're, we're four and a half games back. We are we're 11 games under 500, but somehow only four and a half games back, which is incredible. I, I'm still lost at what, what do we do? What do you do? Because, yes, you can say, okay, we're only four and a half games back. So we should be buyers, right? We should be trying to win this division. But why win a division that you're, you're going to lose in the first round? You're yes, going you to lose in the first yes. round. You have no chance, no matter who the wild card teams are at this point, you have no chance of winning in the first it's round. It's probably going to be Houston, Toronto, Baltimore, or the Yankees. I mean, that, that's kind of your realm right there. Those are four teams we absolutely could not beat in a five-game series. When, in that situation. Yes, in that situation. Where, where their best not. pitchers are pitching and whatnot. Exactly. You really, for that first series, you need three to four good starters. And we... I, I mean, we don't have that. So what do you do? Do you buy at this deadline to make it into a playoff series? I, I don't know what the financial reward is Well, the number one pitcher them. available you already have that they say may be available is Giolito. Right, yes. And Giolito, I think, is as good as gone. I, I feel like even if you're buying, you get rid of Giolito because he's he's at the end of his deal. I, I don't know what to do. I my Well, for me, if it was me, I'm getting rid of everybody. I'm getting rid of anybody and everybody that people will take. Uh, obviously, except for the guys we have locked up long term. Um, if you get rid of Luis Robert, you're basically telling your fans, we are the Oakland A's now. Uh, yeah. but, but in terms of the guys who are, there's, there's no one really desirable outside of Giolino. No, Anderson's hitting two thirty one. I just I just wrote a piece that uh, had as of the time that we're recording here, uh, uh, Brett hasn't put up yet, but probably be up in the next day or so. Uh, and in order to do my proposed trade, I had to do research, of course. On, 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 I went to baseball trade values, and I and I looked at the guys who are out this year. The, the guys would be free agents. There's only one that really matters: Keenan Middleton may bring something, but Giolito's were the only one who bring much of anything. Then looked at the guys where there are team options for next year, so they could just let them go at the end of the year, and what they're worth, which is basically nothing. Then I went into the other category, only other category where the White Sox have anything where if you traded somebody, you don't have another huge hole that you've created, which is designated hitters. Now, a couple of those, of course, uh, notably Vaughn and Berger, uh, desirable. So what I proposed, and and you should come in on this, okay. is that we go to the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. We say we got we got five guys that are free agents. We got five guys that we have options on. We got four guys who are designated hitters. You can have all five of the first group and all five of the second group, 
your choice of one of the first group, and that's just a negotiated position of the third group. We, we'd let them have two, but one of sure. one, one yeah, of those yeah. guys. If you will also take Rick Hahn. Now, you know how because a lot of times you get rid of a bad. Contract so hold on, hold on. Let me just make stuff. sure I'm getting this right. You're proposing eleven players and Rick Hahn. They they pick what they want. They take okay. any of the eleven they want because obviously they're not taking. Oh, it's guys. any of the eleven. Okay. Yeah, I, you, you take what you want, you throw them back. You take you some extras guys. and you trade them to other places. You do, you do whatever you want with them. Uh, you take Rick on. You're not making him your general manager. That'd be stupid. But they have, I looked this up, their assistant visiting clubhouse manager has been there 18 years. That guy deserves a break. He deserves a promotion. And what better job for Rick Hahn than assistant visiting clubhouse manager? Because he screws up everything he does. And who do you want to screw up? Visiting the team. visiting team, Perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure the visiting club the Tropicana is already pretty awful. They've got four vice presidents and three of them slash general manager and the other one slash player personnel. We would run in return. We don't want any players. We just want in return our choice of those four to be our general manager. I mean, their general manager would come anyway. He'd, he'd, he'd leave or your president baseball. Nobody wants to come to this dysfunctional organization. But if you're being promoted, you come. Like Pedro Grafal, you're being promoted, you come. Um, so I think, and, and there were a couple of good choices. One of them already lives in Illinois. I mean, it's, it's ideal. I think we should even open up the idea that maybe some of the hot dog vendors could come in as GM. Because we're just looking for an upgrade from Han. So we don't actually need anyone with baseball operations experience. Um, you know, we just need someone who can close their eyes and point to make some moves. And you're automatically better at this than Rick Hahn. Uh, I think the Rays will be a no on that deal. Uh, yeah. Mainly because yeah. I think even bringing Rick Hahn into Tropicana uh, will mess up but, but look, the Giolito. Everybody needs a, new, a good starting pitcher. They get Giolito. Middleton, they could use. Everybody needs an extra reliever who can throw 100 miles an hour and with control. Sure. And they're, they're really weak at second base. So just put Tim over to second base. Lau is, is hurt now, but he's hitting 220 or something. Uh, so they could use that. So if they take those three, take one of the DHs, uh, you know, their choice, uh, trade some people to other teams, maybe get something that they like. I, I can I can see the value there. Yeah, I don't know why the Rays wouldn't want to uh, totally mess up the recipe that they have. That's got them at what, like fifty-seven and two or something. Uh, they they should bring in that I White Sox. I was energy. just using the Rays as an example. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, okay. you're out there in L.A. at the Dodgers, perfectly good team. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, they could. Yeah, they probably have a visiting clubhouse manager who, who is here's, ready to here's what I'll do. Here's what I would say. I would I would support the Dodgers making this move, taking this deal, if Rick Hahn's new job was a dunk tank. And he just sat in a dunk tank and for one dollar, uh, which would be the cheapest thing at Dodger Stadium by thirty dollars, for one dollar you could throw as unlimited amount of ball at the target to dunk Rick Hahn. And I think uh, it shouldn't just be water, just to pay some respects to the culture around Los Angeles. It should also be Cholula hot sauce. Ooh. And 
And so you get Rick Hahn, you get Giolito, you get Tim Anderson, you give up essentially, you know, a prospect. And then you have a hot sauce dunk tank. So that White Sox fan. The Dodgers have a huge organization. They must have some assistant to the assistant general managers that that they would trade back. Oh, sure. The White Sox interview. Yeah, I got a buddy in the front office there. He Well, actually, he probably wouldn't take that job with the White Sox, even if it was a, a promotion up to GM. He'd probably be like, I'd rather get paid what I'm getting paid here, even though it's not great. Uh, I don't need to be going to guaranteed rate field, uh, where apparently baseball goes to die. Uh, but we should take our break right there on our a note of Rick Hahn in a hot sauce dunk tank. Uh, and when we come back, we can talk about things Moving forward, uh, and of course, that means the All-Star break, which is coming up. So hang in there. We will be right back on Sharing Socks. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. We did not really determine whether or not we should be buyers or sellers in the first half because it is still quite the conundrum. Uh, but let's just talk a, a little bit about what we're looking at moving forward here. So we are going to Oakland, if that is correct, or is Oakland that is correct. To us? We are going to Oakland. to Oakland. Oakland, who has proven within this past week that sometimes they don't bother getting updates at all, uh, seems like a likely candidate for us to pick up some wins on the road. I just want to get this out there. Predictions? For the Oakland White Sox series in Oakland, these three games coming up, what do you think? I think the White Sox will win at least two. Really? Really? At I'm least confident. two. I'm confident they'll win at least two. I'm going to go with – I'm going to max out at one. Really? I think maybe Dylan Cease can beat them. Maybe Dylan. It's going to be Tanner Banks. We're talking again. We're recording Friday. It's going to be Tanner Banks tonight, which he's, you know, Tanner really does a good job for what he is supposed to do. For sure. For sure. Come in and and eat some innings. Oh, 
Yeah, we, we've got it before we uh, that brings me to Zach Rambelark. We talk about these guys who are 29 years old when they when they make it to the majors. No, Zach's hitting 400. So Luis Arias. It's true. You know, Zach's hitting 400. And no one's even talking about him. Luis is hitting what 398. He's getting all the buzz. Nobody's talking about Zach Rambelark. Now it could be that he's only appeared in 11 games. That tends to affect those things. Now, you know, he's he's looked good in the field too, which is. Unusual for a White Sox player. Yes, and I, you know, I, it seemed this year that the defense was better. Does that seem that to you? At times, yes. I mean, it usually seems like it there seemed are better. Fewer, I just bo- fewer bonehead plays is what yeah. I would say. And, and, and fewer errors, but the baseball reference, the RTOT, which is like the equivalent of, of who's their, their 28th, and the defensive run saved 29th. So the defense is still horrible. Terrible. By, by, by the by, the people who so analyze so why these so this brings me back to what we were talking about in the first half. Why would you be a buyer? Why would you be a buyer and take the twenty eighth or 29th ranked defense into the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, I think you're just setting yourself up for one of the most violent sweeps in the history of Major League postseason. I it, the stats are just not there for us to be on base percentage. We're in the bottom what three. Uh, no, tied, tied, tied for last. Oh, tied for okay. So I was really, I was kind of being optimistic with, on that with the one. Royals. Yeah, with the Royals behind, behind, behind Oakland. The Oakland Athletics, who just days ago did not get on base at all, have a higher on base percentage than the Chicago White Sox. Why would we yeah. buy now, the deadline? Now we do have strong pitching. Uh, our walks allowed is only twenty eighth. Home runs allowed. 28th, uh, runs per game allowed 24th, though the FIP is 25th. So, <laughs> there's, so not that... a, there's not a category. Here's, yeah. There's not a category this team is any good. There are individuals who are doing well. Well, there Luis, are individuals who are doing well in certain categories. Luis yeah. is the only guy even sort of in the conversation for being a respectable Major League Baseball player. Luis has been solid. He's got 23 home runs. There's no way to spin that into not being impressive when we're talking Plus his about defense this year. has been excellent. Luis is back to being, I think, an absolutely elite center fielder. Uh, when he is in the I'm mood, he is the best, I think, when he is in the mood. Uh, but looking at Luis even, 97 strikeouts to 17 walks and only six stolen bases. So Luis, I mean, his he got two of those in a row. His on-base percentage is only three twenty-eight. So yes, Luis is doing some great things in some aspects of the game, but the next highest guy in strikeouts is Jake Berger, who has nineteen fewer than Luis. And Jake Berger seems to strike out anytime he's not in a home run. So Luis has these these huge glaring issues in what he's doing. And to only have six stolen bases when you are hitting 271, I realize most of his hits are home runs, but to only have six stolen bases with his speed is is a sign of all sorts of things going wrong with this team. Luis is so fast, and he's a good runner. He's a smart runner, and he's only got six stolen bases, which tells you he's I not being... I wonder, I wonder if that number includes... Yesterday's game, if they've updated that, because he got two, he did a great oh, I'm job. Sure. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure. He got hit updated. by a pitch, and 
you know what they say when a, when a fast guy gets hit by a pitch, he's going to steal, and he took second immediately and third immediately. So and until he's... yesterday, he had four stolen bases for oh. this for the whole first half of the season. Well, that game yeah. was in the second half of the season. So yeah, so for the first full <laughs> half of the season, he had only four stolen bases. Yeah, this that's... is a guy who is probably at least in the 80th percentile for speed, possibly in the 90th. I happened to look at that this week. Just one day, I was just going, just because, you know, Grandal's the slowest in all the majors. I was going, and something came up. You know, I was I was just playing around and something about so-and-so has elite speed. Well, how do you know? You know, it's, well, you know, Fangraphs does it. Our stat cast, you know, somebody, somebody does it. And really, there's nobody. Luis is the fastest on the White Sox. But he was pretty well down. I mean, there were dozens of guys ahead of him on foot speed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would believe that. But for being the fastest guy on the White Sox, only have oh, four far. stolen bases. In a, in, and, and keep in mind, this isn't 2022 baseball. This is the year of the stolen base. I mean, you've got uh, – obviously, his speed is not the same as Ronald Acuna Jr.'s. Ronald Acuna Jr. is coming up on 40 stolen bases already. And it is June 30th. And yet we've got our fastest guy had four stolen bases in the first half of the season. I mean, that's not Luis getting on base and turning away signs. They're not sending him. I mean, he's not just deciding when to steal. Like, they, they, they get signs from guys. So correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe this works differently now than when I played. But I believe even at the major league level, you are either told, yes, you can do this. or I would say unless you are an elite runner. Right. There are, there are guys who just have a permanent green light. I'm sure yeah, Bobby I'm sure, Wood Jr. Bobby Wood I'm Jr. sure Acuna Jr. and Bobby Wood Jr. and Corbin Carroll are just, if you think you can do it, do it. But most guys are getting signs. And Luis is either not getting the go-ahead or he's getting the go-ahead and just not going. But that makes I, I think that unlikely. Super unlikely. I, I feel like even at Luis's level, we would have heard something from Pedro Grafal at this point with the struggles of this season where he would say, well, everyone's ignoring the signs. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that would be pretty big news. Uh, that is something I don't think a manager would hold back on. A grown adult Major League Baseball player is ignoring all of his signs. Uh, but it's, you know, even with the good guys like Luis, there's just so much going on. And then guys like Jake Berger, we talk about, oh, Jake Berger's been so great. He has 17 home runs. Yes, he does. But he's at 78 strikeouts to 11 walk. He's batting just 215. And his on-base percentage is only 264. Wow. His on-base percentage is only 264. Yeah. That's I mean, sad. It's sad to be at 17 home runs at this point in the season and have a .6 war is is not good. I mean, Luis is so far ahead of everyone else in war. He he definitely is an extremely valuable member of this team. But once you get past Luis, and I'm just on ESPN, I'm not sure which war they're using exactly here at this moment. Once you get past Luis, who is at 3.9, nobody else is at one. Nobody else is at is that one. Just the offense. This is offense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got Luis Roberts at, at 3.9. 
You've got Vaughn at point eight. You've got Ben Attendee at point nine. Ben Attendee, who has finally hit a home run. Uh, Ben is hit consistently. But, yeah, no, he's he's hitting well. I mean, he's hitting 284, and his on-base percentage is 349. That's solid for a two-hitter. That's doing his job. Yeah, that's exactly – he has the biggest contract in White Sox history, but in reality it's not that big of a contract. So I do actually think he is earning his keep. He's solid left fielder, and he is getting on base at a much greater clip. I mean, if you take Ben Attendee out of the on-base percentage discussion, it it would plummet another 10 points most likely. These guys do not get on base. Interesting when you talk about the the one war. Again, immaterial, whether it's B or F. uh, That's kind of the minimum to be considered a – major league starting player is two more we're half a season so one one at one at this point so if you're not at least at a two war you're not really a qualified major league regular so what we're saying is the white Sox have one regular major league player and what we're also saying is that our starting shortstop tim anderson is about negative to major league baseball players and this oh. is, I mean, it's incredible. He's, this is, again, I'm just looking at batting stats. He's a negative 1.1 at the plate in war. Negative 1.1 on June 30th. His fielding has been pretty atrocious. The throwing errors have been plentiful. So I, I don't think, even if I looked at total war, I don't think he's making up any of the negative 1.1. And if he is, it's a very small amount. I mean, these these guys are not Major League Baseball players. They they really just aren't. Uh, Grandall is at a point one. Uh, Eloy's at a point four. Andrews is a negative point five. Uh, Sebi's negative point two. Moncada's right at zero, but he doesn't really play. Sheets is at a point two. Vaughn is at point eight, uh, which he's not going to be making goo gobs of war on the defensive side as well. So. Uh, and also, we hope it doesn't prove true, but in the last two years, he really fades in the second half. True. But in the last two years, he had excellent first halves. He's not having an excellent first half, so we got to really hope he doesn't fade. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys I listed are behind Zach Remillard, who has played 11 games. He's at a point <laughs> two, which would put him very much on pace to be a Major League Baseball player, just if you did... You know, if you oh, if you accounted so. accounted for the length of the season, very 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 much so. Now, do I think Zach Remillard's uh, batting four hundred tear is going to continue at that rate? No, I don't. But he has been kind of a nice little perk. Uh, yeah, and something you gotta nice love to the see. guys who've spent all that time in the minors and and managed to work their way up. And you, absolutely, you love them. I, absolutely. I, it I doesn't usually it turn out they're great. What the heck? Give it a shot. But, but sometimes it does. Uh, you know, the one thing, as we talk about this trade deadline coming up, the bullpen has a few guys who are playing pretty consistently well at this point. Um, guys that actually would have some value on the market. Even guys who I thought were totally done. I'm sure there's an episode of this podcast from May where I talk about Joe Kelly never being able to pitch again in major league level. Joe Kelly has shown some signs of life. Middleton has been 
in a lot of ways, the most pleasant surprise oh, yes, uh, of the entire season. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's as good as gone, uh, unless we do stupidly try to win this division. Uh, Middleton Santos. is a guy. Middleton and Santos are guys I would sell right now. While while they their value is the highest it will probably ever be, I would be getting rid of those guys today and asking for a lot for them because you you got to get rid of those guys. I, I relievers are such a a crapshoot that you have no clue if Middleton's going to be any good at all in August. You have no clue if San, they don't have huge body of work to look back on. So these are guys you got to get rid of if you're selling. You've got to get rid of them as soon as possible. Graveman is another guy you've got to get rid of before he starts to tank worse. Um, Kelly is a guy who I think has value. Got to get rid of him. And, uh, you know, it pains me to say it because I love Lucas Giolito, but I think you have to get rid of Lucas Giolito at this deadline. I don't think there's a world where Lucas Giolito signs with the White Sox. So he is no, I, I don't think straight up he, rental. He was, he was saying nice things a week ago or so about, oh, yeah, I love Chicago and I love this team. He's, he's just being a nice guy. I believe he loves Chicago. And, and, helping his uh, and I yeah, believe he not? has loved love playing Chicago. for the White Sox. Yeah. I And I believe that he has had a lot of enjoyment playing for the team in a lot of ways because the fans love him. Uh, but I think there is just above, a, you know, that movie Oppenheimer's coming out and in the trailer – Matt Damon asks Killian Murphy, who's playing Oppenheimer, what are the chances that when this goes off, we destroy the world? And Oppenheimer says, near zero. And Matt Damon says, near zero? Uh, (laughs) That is the same thing I would say about Lucas Giolito signing with the White Sox in the offseason. I I don't think we're going to blow up the world and get him back. Uh, But uh, But bear in mind, Here's what you have to bear in mind. This is a very important note because go back to my proposed trade, which I you sure. seem to scoff at. I didn't Who's making it. the decision of who you get for Lucas Giolito or, or for Keenan Middleton or for point. Tim Anderson or any, in, hardly anybody else. It, it's, it, uh, Tim doesn't have any value, no, but hardly anybody has any value except Giolito. So you, you would hope to get something good for him. But I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I I Rick Hahn is so lame and so bad at his job. Bill Cease has a lot of value. <laughs> I, I could see uh, I could see Rick Hahn trading Giolito before the deadline for a used Mazda Miata. Like that just seems like a Rick Hahn trade to me. He's, okay, he's, now as a Mazda driver, I'm a little upset about that. No, it's not a Mazda critique. It's a Miata critique. Oh, okay. Then. Yes, it is the convertible for. Guys who don't know what they're doing, and uh, Rick Hahn just seems to fit so perfectly in that in that you know description, that characterization of a used Mazda Miata driver. Um, we are about out of time for today, though. Do you have any uh, final thoughts as we head to Oakland and then into the All Star break? Well, well, I think thank goodness for Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope we're still saying that in a week. When well, there's Oakland, Toronto, which will be back home. Toronto, which will be off St. Louis, which is kind of the White Sox of the National League. Yeah. In fact, they pretty much are the White Sox of the National League. In, um, in some ways, I would say they're actually a little more disappointing because I think they have better – their stars are better stars. Well, they have some serious stars, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, they're, they're very much playing below what, what they should be playing. 
but they're also in the NL Central, which who knows what's going to happen. But the, the Cincinnati Reds went on that miracle run. I don't know if they're actually good. The Brewers certainly don't seem like they're actually very good. The Cubs aren't very good. The Pirates aren't very good. And the Cardinals have been terrible so far. I, I have no clue who's going to win that thing. But I think it's a similar circumstance. If you win the NL Central, you're losing in the first round of the playoffs. Either way. Um, but that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time on Sharing Socks.